And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Gisclair here, hoping desperately that our voice will hold up until 1 o'clock. We've been struggling with the allergies, as everyone else has. You guys know that. I've been whining and crying about it for the last week or so here on the show, but we'll make it work. Um, Hope everybody's having a wonderful start to their day. We've got a fun show planned. Um, At noon, we're going to go to Coach Jamie Delahousse with the Ellender Memorial Patriots. His baseball team is playing very well. They're doing a good job in the early stages of the season, and uh, we look forward to having Coach Jamie on to talk about the way his team is competing. Then at 12.15... We're going to have Mr. Stan Gravoff for our Terrebonne General Tuesday. Stan and I will talk about everything under the sun, high school baseball, high school softball, high school track, whatever it may be. Then we'll dive into some Saints, NCAA tournament. And we'll get into all sorts of stuff with Mr. Stan Gravois, as we always do on Tuesday at that time. Um, then at the bottom of the show, betting picks. We'll talk some NCAA tournament. I want to... Uh, Talk bad about the young man that's chasing Pete Maravich's record. Uh, he's been whining and crying about some different things. Um, yeah, man, come on now. We, we, Antoine Davis, that would be like, go away. We want to talk some trash about Cam Newton saying he would still be one of the best players in the NFL today. Saying that the other quarterbacks getting starting jobs are, quote, randoms. Come on, bro. Like, come on. Like, you're 50 now, bro. And you weren't good when you were 30, by the way. Um But first, before we do all that, let's dive into our power rating numbers for softball. We don't spend as much time talking softball as we do baseball on the show, and it's not because, oh, they're biased, they like baseball. No, it's because baseball has been more successful than softball in the early stages of the season, and that'll be apparent when we look into these power rating numbers. In Division I non-select, we currently don't have a single local team that would be in the postseason if the postseason started today. We got some teams on the outskirts, though. Central Lafourche is number 27 with a 7-8 and eight record. They've got to climb a couple of spots to get into the top 24. South Terrebonne is number 28 with a 7-7 seven and seven record. Um, Terrebonne is number 30 with a 7-10 and 10 record. Bourgeois, 35 with a 5-14 and 14 record. South Lafourche, 4-11 and 11, uh, with a... Wait. <laughs> South Lafourche is number 36 with a 4-11 and 11 record. I'm sorry, y'all. My computer froze right as I was hitting South Lafourche. So they're 36, Bourgeois 35th, Terrebonne 30th, Central Lafourche 27th, South Terrebonne 28th, Destrehan 37th, Thibodeau all the way near the bottom. They're 39th with a 1 and 12 record. And East St. John is last, 41st with an 0 and 11 record. So we have no local teams that would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. We got Hanville, who's a quasi local team, who's number 17 with a 12 and 9 record. So this is why, folks, we spend a little bit more time talking baseball. It's because softball has been a struggle in our area. It, is, it has been a struggle. Division two non-select assumptions up there. Uh, they're number six in the state with a 14-7 and seven record. They're playing really, really well. Number eight in the state in Division two non-select is Lutcher. They're 11-5, and five, so Lutcher's up there. They're playing some good ball. <clears throat> and then again, the other local teams struggling. Uh, Morgan City's number 33 with a 4-10 and 10 record. Ellender's 38th with a 1-16 and 16 record. So Morgan City and Ellender are not there uh, in contention. Division two select, we've got the Vanderbilt Catholic Terriers sitting in the number one spot. They're in the pole position with a 17-2 and two record. Vanderbilt is playing at such a high level. They could hit it. They could pitch it. They could do everything that there is to do in the softball circle. The Terriers are the number one team in the state, 
and they're playing at a very, very high level. E.D. White is there in position. They're currently number nine in the state with an eight and ten record. The Cardinals are playing well. Cardinals um, are a program that historically has been there, but that in recent years had kind of tapered off just a smidge. But it's good to see them. They've bounced back. They're in, and they're in a good spot, and they're in a spot where they can maybe make a run. So good for them. Division three select. We've got another local team that's right up there. The Homa Christian School Warriors are sitting at number three right now in Division three select. They're fifteen and one. And frankly, the thing that's holding Homa Christian back <clears throat> is the competitiveness of their district. They're having to play these district games against teams with barely any wins. And, yeah, they're winning the games, and that's awesome, but they're moving down just by having to play the games. They had to play Jefferson Rise Charter, a zero-win team. That plummeted their power rating. That plummeted their score. Uh, So their district is what's holding them back. Homa Christian School's power rating score right now is 27.2. In every single district game that they have played, they have gotten fewer than 27.2 power points, which means that every single district game that they have played, they have moved down as a result of playing the game. Which, look, man, if this angers people, if this pisses people off, I apologize in advance. This is further proof is why district play is, is unnecessary. Homa Christian School is going to be punished and penalized for being forced to play these four games against schools that they wouldn't otherwise play. They're not playing Jefferson, Rise, Charter, unless if they have to. Their score is going to be hurt because of unnecessary games that they are being forced to play, and I don't think that's right. Thankfully for them, it's only one round, so it's not as bad as it otherwise could have been, but boy, that's a little bit of an unfair situation there for Homa Christian. They were sitting up near the top, and then the district games that they have to play are causing them to sag a little bit, but they're still in a good spot. Division four select. You've got Central Catholic of Morgan City, who is the number nine team in the state with an eight and seven record. They're playing very well and are doing an excellent job in the early stages of the season. You've also got Covenant Christian Academy with an eight and nine record. That's number 11 in the state. So our softball recipe and formula looks a lot... um, Looks very weighted towards the select schools. Let's say it that way. The, on the non-select side, yeah, it's it's a grind. Most of the teams are going to miss the postseason, but we do have some teams on the select side that are capable of making a run. Vanderbilt can make a run. EDY can make a run. Home of Christian School, CC, like those are all teams that will be at home in the opening rounds and can maybe extend our postseasons and uh, get some teams that will make a little bit of a push. Want to shout out Central Lafouche Bowling and HL Bourgeois Bowling there in the semifinals. They're doing excellent jobs. We want to congratulate them and hope that they bring it home. And let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations, and Reggie Lede, candidate for Greater Lafouche Port Commission Seat E. Get to break when we get back. I'm going to talk about Cam Newton. Why is Cam Newton in the headlines? I'll tell you in just a second. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. I'm Dean Sabah, candidate for Great Old Foosport Commission CE. 
Serving the people of Salafush has been my commitment, from being a lifelong resident to serving 37 years in law enforcement, while also serving on the Lafouche Ambulance District and the Lafouche Fire District Number 3 boards. I feel that I can bring a fresh business sense to the Port Commission. So on March 25th, please vote for me, Dean Sabwa, for the Great Lafouche Port Commission Seat E. Early voting starts from March 11th through the 18th, paid for by Dean Sabwa Campaign Fund. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here with the new Living Lucky with Luke Combs Scratch-Off. It's your exclusive opportunity to win the Living Lucky with Luke Combs prize package. You'll join me in Nashville for a private concert at the Ryman Auditorium in 2024, where one lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with $500,000. When it rains, it pours for lottery players who enter to win the chance of a lifetime. Play Living Lucky with Luke Combs from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. And now it's time for March Cashness from the Louisiana Lottery. Introducing Cash Crush, where you could win up to $6,000. It's sure to be a smash hit. Next up, double your winnings with double dollars. Win up to $20,000. And the captain, give it up for Casino Crossword. Top prize, $30,000. Play the March Cashness scratch-offs from the lottery, giving you a reason to smile. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? 
Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Looking for a job that matters? Ever thought of becoming a lifeguard? Six Flags Hurricane Harbor Splashdown is looking for people who love water, sunshine, and the opportunity to play a real role in the safety of others. Whether you're looking for a second job or a summer position, becoming a Hurricane Harbor lifeguard is a truly rewarding experience. Join our amazing team of lifeguards from all stages of life. Great pay, flexible schedules, employee events, along with serious benefits including paid training and free tickets. Apply at SixFlagsJobs.com today. Hi. My name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepour Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. There's some people in sports who just don't go away. No matter how much you want them to go away, they just don't go away, and they're always there. Cam Newton has drastically become one of those guys. Cam Newton announced that he's throwing at Auburn's Pro Day, or that actually the Pro Day may have been today, and went on an expletive-filled tirade about how there ain't 32 bleeping bleepins who are better than me in the NFL and he thinks he should be a starting quarterback and all the starting quarterback jobs are going to randoms and you know even at 33 he's going to show them how it's done and <clears throat> two things in the post that Cam Newton made to announce that he was throwing at the Auburn Pro Day he uses some sort of font that you can't even read so here's the first thing, Cam. <clears throat> I, I'm not nine, so like I'm not even attempting to read that. I have more than, than seven brain cells. No one with more than seven brain cells will even attempt to go and read that. To, if you are listening to this right now, he's at Cameron Newton. Go and look at the tweet that he posted on March 20th at 7.09. You're not going to read that. Like, I, don't even under, I don't even know what that is. Like You are... You are proving why you're not a capable NFL leader just by your willingness to type that way. And then here's the second thing. Cam, you're 33. You weren't good when you were 28. You're not going to be good when you're 33. You're not going to be good when you're 36. You're not going to be good when you're 43. It's over. Go home. We have heard similar, oh, bro, I'm 
I'm Cam Newton. I, I was hurt. I'm back. I'm, I'm ready to show these young guys. We've heard similar things before. And here's the thing. Since 2019, Cam Newton has 12 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. And since the only good season, frankly, that he has ever had in 2015, where he had 35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, we got a 19 touchdown and 14 interception year with 52% completions, which is embarrassing. We got a 22 touchdown and 16 interception year. We got a 24 touchdown and 13 interception year. When you start getting into those double-digit interception seasons routinely, that's not good. You're turning the ball over too much. You're not running as much as you used to run. And here's the thing. Like, you're not completing passes at an efficient level, and you're not winning games. That's the thing. The last few years in Carolina, you were losing. You were benched. You were being replaced. Cam Newton no longer has that ability. And I could argue that he only ever had that ability for a very small amount of time where the unwillingness or or the uh, inability to complete passes from the pocket was made less or was lessened rather by his ability to run and scramble and make things happen outside of the pocket. There's only been a season or two where the running positive outweighed the negative of his inability to consistently complete passes. He's not even a 60% passer for his career. Talking about Eddie, oh yeah, I'm going to show these randoms and I can't believe these guys are getting jobs over me. They're getting jobs over you because they are vastly superior players to you, Cam. They are vastly superior players to you. In the last three seasons, you have way more interceptions than touchdowns. In 2020, you got sacked 31 times in 368 attempts. And no, Cam, that's not because your offensive line was bad. That's because you, in your 30s, cannot read defenses. That's because you spent your entire career getting out of trouble running instead of learning the art of being the the quarterback. Instead of learning the art of reading the defense, you just said, one, two, three, oh, my first read's not open, I'm running. Well, guess what? In your 30s, you can't do that anymore. There's not a place for you in the league. Get out. We're tired of hearing about you every offseason. Oh, I could still start. There's not 32 bleeping bleeps who are better than me. No, you're right, Cam. There's not 32 that are better than you because there's 75 to 80 that are better than you. Let's go look at that font that he typed that tweet. Get out of here with that whatever that is. Hieroglyphics, whatever that is. Get out of here with that. You had one good season, bro. One great season. You had a handful of good seasons. We had one great season. The rest has been a big old fart. Turning the ball over like crazy, getting hurt, getting beat up. It's been a fart. And at 33, no, you're not able to be a starting quarterback anymore. Give me a break. Go home, dude. Let this be an opportunity. This is why this pisses me off. Because there are hundreds of people out there at that Auburn Pro Day that have not made a penny playing in the NFL, that are trying to get their shot. They're going to be running. They're going to be lifting. They're going to be doing shuttles. They're going to be doing you know, the vertical leap. They're going to be doing everything that they can to get the shot that they have been working to get for their entire lives. This day should be about them, those people who are trying to feed their families. And instead, we've got an egomaniac 
who thinks that he's Superman, who's going to go and try to steal their thunder, steal their headlines. Bro, you've made hundreds of millions of dollars. If you're continuing to still try to play because you don't have any more money, and I don't know that that's the case. I'm speculating when I say that. But if they, like, get out of here. Let them have their day. Let this be about the young guys. Not some clown poo-pooing on the young guys saying, oh, man, I, I could still play. I'm still a starter. No, you're not. No, you're not. And the same could be said, by the way, as we shift to college basketball and we talk about people in sports that just refuse to go away. The same could be said about Antoine Davis of Detroit Mercy, who had the nerve and the audacity to say publicly this week that he feels like he got cheated out of an opportunity to break Pete Maravich's record. Remember, he's the guy who came up four points short of Pete Maravich's record. He said... And I quote, I'm upset about it. I feel like I got cheated out of something that they can't ever get back to me. I think it's selfish and weird that people emailed or called the college basketball invitational to say we shouldn't be in the tournament because they didn't want me to break the record. Antoine Davis, there was no one in the country rooting for you to break that record. No one except you and your daddy, who was your coach, who kept feeding you the ball selfishly, letting you score points all game long. You and your daddy are the only two people that were rooting for you to break this record. You feel cheated? You had two seasons more than Pete Maravich had. You played 60 games more than Pete Maravich did at LSU. You had a three-point line. Pete Maravich didn't have that. You got cheated? Your team was 14-19, and Antoine Davis. If you want to make the postseason and you want to go play in some show-me tournament somewhere, some bogus non-NCAA tournament somewhere, then how about this, Antoine Davis? How about win a few games? You played in a cupcake conference and you were 14-19. and Why were you 14-19? and I watched y'all play y'all conference tournament because you're a selfish player, Antoine Davis. You shoot every single time you touch the ball, Antoine Davis, because at the end of the season, you and your daddy decided, we're not worried about winning games anymore. We're worried about my boy breaking Pete Maravich's record. And that's the only thing y'all were focused on. To hell with the open guys in the corner. To hell with the fact that they had two guys on you, Antoine. You were still jacking up shots over and over and over again because it was about you, Antoine. It wasn't about the team. It was about you. And you now have the nerve after coming up short to say that you got cheated? You had 60 more opportunities than Pete Maravich did. 60 more You got a bogus extra season because of COVID, a year that no one else would get. The fact that you were even close to breaking this record is because every single thing aligned perfectly for you. But oh, poor Antoine. Yeah, you're right, Antoine. You got got hosed, man. You, You got cheated, bro. The whole world's against you, man. The whole world. I'm so sorry, Antoine. I'm so sorry that you had a coach that didn't hold you accountable that lets you shoot 70 times a game because he's your dad and he wanted you to break the record. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you had 60 more games than Pete Maravich. I'm so sorry you got an extra year from COVID. I, yeah, you're right, dude. You're getting hosed in this whole deal. Go away. Go to whatever foreign country you're going to play professionally, but it's not going to be in America. You're not going to make the NBA. 
Go to whatever country, be it Luxembourg, Israel, wherever it may be. I'll help you buy the flight. Get out of here. I don't want to hear about Antoine Davis anymore. Ever again. Ever again. This this whole situation of always trying to break the record, it was never going to be legitimate to begin with. Let's start there. And then the second thing, if they tried to weasel their way into the CBI with a losing record, and then now the audacity to say that he got hosed, get out of here. I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm done with Detroit Mercy. I'm done with your pop. I'm done with the whole situation. Go play your professional basketball in Europe somewhere. Get you a bunch of buckets like that. I I don't want to hear about this anymore. And kudos to the CBI tournament for not allowing it to happen because it would have been absolutely absurd and no one would have recognized that that record had been broken. Literally no one. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Jamie Delahousse with the Ellender Patriots. Talk some high school baseball. We'll be right back after this. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater LaFoucheport Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3- and 2-stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. 
Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEV. Casey Gisler here. We open up the phone lines for the first time today and we go out to Ellender Memorial High School. We have their baseball coach, Coach Jamie Delahousse, on the line. His Patriots are 10-4 and four on the season and are playing some good ball. They've actually won five out of their last seven games, including a victory against Fisher over the weekend. That's a nine-win Fisher team. They got them 2-1. to one. Coach Delahousse, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, Coach, we got you? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry about that. We had our, our, our phone pipe down. Yeah, uh, we were just talking about your team, the way that you guys have been playing. Some good ball so far, 10-4 and four record heading into district play. You guys are taking on Morgan City to start district. Uh, talk about the way the guys are competing, man. Uh, looking forward to tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, throwing, I'm assuming they're going to be throwing their ace the way I've been kind of game planning, and we're going to throw our guy at them too. And we're going to see where the chips fall. I think it's going to be some good high school ball tonight. Tell us about that, man. The start of district play, uh, it's a big one. You guys are taking on a 10-win opponent in Morgan City, so it's a chance to earn a bunch of points, improve your positioning. Uh, big game, man. I'm sure the, the, the Patriots are excited about the opportunity to try and go and get one. Yes, uh, we are. Uh, after, I mean, the cold weekend, finally starting to warm up a little bit, uh, we're, we're, we're definitely excited. Uh, i I know the guys are. Uh, we had a good practice yesterday. Uh, just looking for everything to transition to the field. And like I said, we've been really concentrating on the offensive side. That's what kind of bit us this weekend uh, against Haynes. But uh, I'm like I said, I think we're really prepared. I really think we're ready to go. Jamie, I'm looking at the schedules here, man, and like. You know, it's baseball. Everybody has off days from time to time. But the most runs that you guys have allowed in a game this year is seven against Thibodeau. And according to what I'm looking at, that's the fewest runs that anyone has given up in the district in terms of the most amount that they've given up. Like South Terrebonne's given up seven. You guys have given up seven. Everybody else has given up eight, nine, ten at times in different games. Your pitching staff's good, man. The game never gets away from you guys. Correct. And... And that's some, uh, like, I, like I said, it's been a real focused uh, moment I got here uh, ever since I left Terrebonne. I wanted to make sure I had a team that can pitch and a team that can play defense. And after six years, I got two quality arms that kind of take care of their own game. And then the other one, uh, it's a little bit younger, but they're they're stepping up. They're filling in the, in the gaps where we need with the innings, but – they're not allowing the games to get out of hand. So they're doing an excellent job, too. I'm really proud of the defense, though. When when outs need to be outs, they're making the plays. And if we make an error, we don't let it, we don't let it snowball into something worse. We, we kind of keep it at bay and make sure uh, we make the next play. So I've been really proud of our pitching and defense thus far. I think that's what we're going to rely on tonight. 
again, also. Uh, but I'm hoping what we're trying to do offensively, actually, we get into a flow of it and we, we can start scoring some runs. Because we're, we're getting on, we're just not getting that timely hit that we need. Jamie, the thing that's interesting about high school baseball today, and I talk with this, I talk about coaches with this all the time, is that, yeah, you got some district games here. You got Morgan City and South Terrebonne, and you know, you're playing in, in the Murders Road district. But maybe some of the biggest games that you've got left are your non-district games. You play Riverside, Willow Academy, and you know you play Bonneville and you know, St. James and Centerville. Like, if you could win all of those. You're going to get a ton of points, and it's crazy the way it works now with the districts all being one round. Is that those little non-district games sandwiched in between are every bit as important, if not in some cases more important than your actual district games themselves? Yeah, matter of fact, I was talking, talking to my pitcher about that because I know he really wants to face one of our district opponents, but I'm like, it might not work out for you because we – got to make sure we take care of those non-district games you just mentioned because those games are looking like they're becoming more and more and more important to make sure we give ourselves the best opportunity to win there because the thing with our district they they are doing they're doing fine they, they're getting the wins they need as far as power rankings is it's not gonna either i mean of course if you win it's gonna help but i mean i'm just saying overall even if you do take a loss at this in a district game, it's not going to hurt you as bad as if you lose a non-district game because our non our district opponents are just very, very, very tough. So, no, those non-district games you just mentioned are just very, very important coming up, and especially at the end where you can gain 40 points potentially uh, with Centerville and Bonneville, that's humongous. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Um, so let's talk about this, man. You mentioned your offense is in a little bit of a rut. Last couple of games, you've only scored three runs combined. You said you got guys all over the pond, can't bring them in. What What's causing those issues, man? Is it, are, are the guys pressing to the plate, trying to do too much? Like, what's causing you guys to be in a little bit of that slump? I I personally feel it's a, a pitch selection. I, I feel a little bit like maybe sometimes we, we chase or, or we take the good fastball instead of getting ready to hit the fastball that, that come down, come down the, the middle or whatever, and we're just – we're just not taking good quality hacks at it. More towards the bottom of our lineup right now. And if the bottom of our lineup can just get to where, and here's the thing, just don't strike out. Just put the ball in play. Give give the the, the chance for us to run around a little bit, put some pressure. Uh, but lately it's just been a few strikeouts here or there that's causing us to leave that many runners on. But if we we're mixing it up today, but hopefully – like I said, we had a good practice yesterday. I think I like what we like what pretty much overall I saw. And I'm hoping it translates tonight in, in, in the district game tonight. I haven't had a chance to see Morgan City play, but I do know they're much improved. They won 10 games already this season, man. They've had some seasons where they'd only win you know, three, four games the whole year. So obviously they're doing things better over there. Have you seen them this year? And if so, what are some of the things that they do well? Give us a little bit of a scouting report. The biggest thing uh, I've heard and I've seen is they definitely put the ball in play a lot better. Uh, their pitching staff, they got one guy, which uh, obviously I think we're going to see tonight, that uh, has a pretty good breaking ball. And overall, I think what's helped them this year is their defense. I think they cleaned up a few things defensively where they, they don't kick it around as much. I mean, they do still make mistakes here or there, but – Overall, it's definitely a improved team. Coach Williams is doing a good job over there. 
Uh, he's a Morgan City grad, so he's got some got some uh, what do you call it? Some investment down there because he he's a graduate from over there. So no, he's definitely got him going the right direction, and he's definitely been smarter about how he's been scheduling this year. No, but uh, he's got some. He got those guys playing with confidence right now, and that's probably the biggest thing that's going in favor for them. So I see that you guys play the Gators twice on March 23rd and April 1st. Can you help me out there? Which one of those games is your district game and which one is just a non-district game that you guys scheduled independently? So the district game is going to be this Thursday, and the April 1st game is their cancer awareness game. And, okay. Uh, he, he, he said he wanted to kind of rotate it throughout the parish a little bit and give everybody a shot to play in it, be a part of it. So I decided to jump on board and be a part of it this year. Awesome, man. That's good stuff. Uh, so heading into district, what are some things you like? What are some things you don't like? What are some things you're hoping to see in the next month or so to get you ready for the playoffs, man? Uh, I, I want The biggest thing I want to keep on, making sure we take care of our arms and make sure uh, pitching stays strong throughout the whole district and uh, getting ready for playoffs. Uh, defensively, uh, I'm hoping we can get healthier. We, we have a guy, one of our outfielders out right now with a concussion. If we can get healthy there, uh, I think that's going to even help offensively too. So getting healthy, making sure everybody's healthy, going in, going for the long haul, and uh, going in uh, to playoffs and everything. So um, and then offensively is the weakest area right now. But once it's coming, once it comes together, and you start seeing five or six runs, then everything has finally finally clicked. And uh, I think uh, we're going to be a pretty tough team uh, to play against. I don't know if you've been watching, man. Have you been watching the World Baseball Classic a little bit? I've been, I've been hearing a lot of it. I hear uh, USA and uh, Japan are in it, and uh, it should be a good, good matchup for sure. Yeah. So that was the next question I was going to ask, man. You got the United States tonight playing for it all against the Japanese team. That you know, look, the USA has all major league guys. The Japanese team, you know, they got Otani and a couple of MLB guys, but it's mostly just some guys that play in the Japanese league out there. Are we gonna bring it home, bro? Or are we gonna win the whole thing tonight, or what? I, I would like I would like to say so. Uh, I mean, we're playing really. I think we're playing really hard right now. Um, I, I know I know a lot of major league guys are apprehensive, a little nervous because they got their uh, their season with their team coming up and everything. But injuries, like with the the Diaz injury and stuff like that. But uh, no, I think the. I think the USA is going to give a great showing, and uh, I look forward to uh, how it turns out. I think it's going to be a real good game. I sure hope you're right, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck tonight out in St. Mary, man. Go get a W. All right, thank you. As Coach Delahousse with the Ellender Patriots, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Oh, not even a couple weeks ago. A couple shows ago was last week. Don't count this team out. They've beaten a 9-win 5A team. They've beaten an 11-win 3A team. They beat a nine-win Fisher team out in 2A. They played Thibodeau, who I think might be the best team in the area, close, 7-5, to five, competed the whole way. <clears throat> and it's incredible. That stat that I was telling him about is incredible. And I, I didn't illustrate that stat well. Like, I didn't explain it well, so I'm not sure if he even knew what I was talking about. But if you go and look at every team in the local 4A district and you point out all right, this is the game where you allowed the most runs that you have allowed all season. Most teams will have a game where they played somebody at the end of a weekend or whatever, and they were just out of pitching, and they get tattooed. They give up 10, 11, 12 runs. Most teams have that. 
The most runs that Ellender's given up in a game this season is seven against Thibodeau a couple days ago, a couple games ago. That's the fewest of anyone in the district. And it's an Ellender team that usually <clears throat> would have one or two guys that could throw, and then whenever they would, whenever the, the tank hits E, they're getting hammered, giving up 10, 12, 15 runs, like getting hammered. But now that's just not the case. Like they're they've got one of the better staffs in the in the district. And I get the strength of schedule is like they haven't played maybe the as tough of a competition as some of the other teams. But when you're holding Thibodeau to seven, that's a Thibodeau offense that scores 10, 12, 13, 14 runs every time they play. When you're holding them to seven and you're competing with them on their home field, I'm telling you. They're capable of knocking somebody off on any given day. And these non-district games, Riverside, Willow School, Crescent City, Bonneville, St. James, Centerville, I wouldn't be surprised if they swept through those and got into the playoffs with like 18, 19 wins. Like, it's crazy. Like Coach Delahousse has done just such a great job with that program, and kudos to them. Hats off to them. And we wish them nothing but the best of luck. I think they're favored to beat Morgan City tonight. I don't know how good Morgan City's ace actually is. I know they've got one, and Ellender's got one too. Um, but I'm, I think they'd be favored to win that game tonight. I can't wait to see that score. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till April 3rd. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? 
adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in LaRose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Boy, it's a fun day around the area as we start district play in our high school baseball ranks in our local 4A district. And if I'm not mistaken, 5A is just right around the corner, if not already starting in the next couple of days as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. And we will take a trip out to Terrebonne General for our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Mr. Stan Gravois. Stan, good afternoon. What's good? How are we doing? Hey, Casey. Doing well. Uh Weather's holding out for all of those teams, so hope we get a good week of baseball and track and field in as those track meets actually started yesterday. <clears throat> no doubt about that, man. Look, let's talk about this. Um, first, I'm going to lead off with something that's just completely off of the grid, but I'm going to ask you about it because I saw the headline, and I'm proud of our local teams. I'm sure you are, too. We've got two local bowling teams who are in the state semifinals right now. Central Lafouche has made it there. H.L. Bourgeois has made it there. And a lot of folks don't realize that for some of the athletic struggles that Central Lafouche has had in recent years, their bowling program is a state power. They have been like undefeated for the last two, three seasons, and they, they always make it deep into the postseason. They've had individual state champions, Bourgeois, having a wonderful year. So, man, like, made me smile when I woke up and I read that this morning, that we have two local teams that are pushing for the state championship out on the bowling lanes it's kind of neat to see, man. I'm sure that you're as fired up as I am about that. Yeah, because when we talk about our area being good in a certain sport, we always think of those traditional you know, power sports, football, basketball, baseball, uh, maybe soccer sneaking in there a little bit. And sometimes we forget about some of these other sports, Olympic sports. I don't even know if bowling is an Olympic sport, but that being said, our region was sort of an innovator, to tell you the truth. Uh, the Lafayette area really was hot on bowling first. But the Bayou region came in second, and I'm going to give a lot of credit to a lane that no longer exists. Here in Homa, there was a place called Bowl South, and the owners of Bowl South were very, very, I don't know what the word is. Obviously, you know, they were complimentary of bowling on the high school level, but they they gave basically their lanes to the high school kids at will and said, make this work. We want this to be really good. And then Morgan City sort of got in on it, and then obviously you get Creole lanes, and then now you start going towards the LaPouche area, and you started getting all of this interest in it, and we're really good in it. There's a lot of schools here that have actually – competed and made it to the state finals. Vanderbilt Catholic actually won a state championship. Central Lapouche, you mentioned, has always 
really good. HL's hot this year. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and listen, when it comes right down to it, there are a lot of people that might argue that there are too many sports on the high school level. And my answer to that would be, how, how can that be? Yeah. Right? I mean, from the standpoint of giving a person something to do, I mean, we're a society right now that sits around and says, oh, these kids play too many video games. They do this. And here is a sport that is physical in nature, and they're going out and do it. I mean, it's not a bad thing for sure, and it gives some of those kids in the schools an opportunity for competition that they probably wouldn't have had otherwise. So I say, yeah, go bowling for sure. I am so glad that you just said that, my friend, because, look, I have this debate often when people talk about, you know, esports and different things and say, oh, why are they doing that? Like, they're encouraging the kids to play video games. Like, what's that about? And then I always tell them the alternative is the kid's going to go home and play in his phone and not be around his friends. Like, you're creating opportunities for kids to learn teamwork. You're creating opportunities for kids to learn camaraderie, make friendships with people at other schools. Like, there are far more worse things in the world than that, brother. No doubt. No doubt. And listen, I was sort of in that when I was teaching and coaching where things became more widespread. Swimming, bowling, tennis uh, at some schools, not at necessarily all schools. Heck, even to this day, people don't realize that there are so many schools that don't play soccer. You know, Assumption High School does play soccer. Central Catholic does play <laughs> soccer. But all of these things have come into the schools, and quite honestly, it's not a bad thing. I would venture to say if you ever go into a room full of the leaders in your particular community, political leaders, those leaders who are the go-getters who get things done, and you say to them, I want a show of hands of everybody who has done something extracurricular at your school. doesn't even have to be sports, just something extracurricular, whether you were in the student government whether you were just on the National Honor Society. Uh, but, you know, sports certainly is a big part of extracurricular, along with band and cheer and, and the dance teams and such. I would venture to say you'd probably get about a 90% hand raise of people who have done something. So that's the kind of things you want. That's the kind of people you want in, in, in your society, in your particular community. So, yep, nothing wrong with it. Glad that we have bowling in the schools. Glad that we have golf. I realize it's a strain financially sometimes, but if you can make it work, it's a good thing to have. No doubt. I agree. Uh, Let's talk about this, man. We still got an open head football coaching position in our area, and it's a position that I have not heard anything about. You're in Terrebonne. You're closer to it than me. What are you hearing about OL and they're out there, man? (laughs) Well, I got no excuses. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and the funny part about it is is that, you know, I'll get a text from Aaron Babin over at South Terrebonne because obviously that's his next-door neighbor. That's who he's going to be sharing a football field with. They're interested in how is this going to work. So he's checking all avenues he can. So I guess he thinks I'm one of those avenues. Hey, have you heard anything? And I'm like, no, it seems like you're in the system. You might know something more than me. And he's pretty much like, no, it's, it's like really quiet. The fact is, is that for jobs in Terrebonne Parish, and I cannot, you know, say that this is the situation in Lapouche because I just don't know about the last couple of years. But in Terrebonne Parish, th- there's not a lot of people applying for coaching jobs. One, there are just not a lot of men who are in education anymore. That's a fact. Jack, you know, I don't know. How, 
there's not a lot that just stay in education. It's it's hard to raise a family. It's hard to, but those that do usually are in coaching. And quite honestly, there are some places very close to us, some parishes just north of us, where coaching is a lot more beneficial financially to doing the way they do it. So that being said, we just don't have a lot. So that's probably the biggest thing. The second thing is is that, you know, as good as Jesse did a job over that Elder, it still was, you know, six and four. It still was five and five. And I think a lot of people have realized that's that's sort of a tough situation. And if you are gonna go in there and make it work, you probably need to be from the Ellender community, like Jesse was. He was a guy who was turning around internally because he, he knew his kids, he knew that. And I think there is that guy out there, but I'm not quite sure that that person either has the education degree right now or, you know, the certain situation. I would tell you this, football is that one position you can't leave open too, too long. Right. I think there are some other sports, yeah, that you could kind of make it by and and take your time but football you sort of have to get somebody in line because you know we all get restless right and i don't think it's a situation where ellender would lose a bunch of kids to another school because that's sort of the climate you actually live in with high school sports i think it's more of a a situation where kids are going to start turning their eyes to other things and it would be nice to get that name so you could kind of I don't know, hold the attention of those kids. And quite honestly, spring football is not far away either, and that's huge. So, nope, haven't heard anything. I mean, the closest little rumblings I've heard, John Haslett's been at Ellender for quite some time, pretty much his whole career, and I heard he might have a little interest in the job, but as far as something concrete, nothing. Very, very interesting. Look, let's talk some college baseball for a second, and, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, is that LSU showed you why I think a lot of people think they're the best team in the country over the weekend, right? Where they 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 hit the ball hard, they win a road series in the conference, they play hard and you know do all those things. But they also showed you the recipe and the blueprint for what could potentially hold them back from winning the national championship. Kind of ran out of pitching, bullpen didn't throw strikes, don't know that you have clear and defined roles in the bullpen yet like you don't know who's your eighth inning guy don't know who your ninth inning guy is and quite frankly it's because you've not been in any of those situations this season but you've been blasting everybody in non-conference play so you see the extreme good is that hey you're going to score a bunch of runs and you're going to have a great opportunity in every series you play but you also see that little bit of a black eye and some of the things that you got to work on so all in all good weekend series you win two out of three but you doubt you do now have a roadmap of things that you've got to fix going forward. Yeah, you asked on Saturday if I had any sort of reservations with LSU baseball, and I told you on Saturday, very minimal. You know, there's a few things that we got to find out in an SEC series, and we did find out a few things in SEC series. And quite honestly, after it's over, I have a few more concerns than I did before they went into that series. One is, I just find LSU strikes out too much. As a team, and it's usually in situations where you have runners on or you only have one out, excuse me, and they, I don't know, that, but that, okay, so that's, that wasn't a huge thing. They scored enough of runs to win all of their games. Then you go to the pitching, 
And I thought after Skeens, they were in trouble with pitching. After Skeens, it is very grind-like. All of those guys have to grind. I'm not saying you're not going to get a really good, you know, outing out of Floyd every once in a while or Hurd every once in a while, but just it's not the consistency that you would like to see. And maybe it's unfair to even say all of this because you're comparing it to what Skeens is doing. He's pretty much the best pitcher in college baseball right now. So, yeah, a little bit on the mound after the Friday night start and a little bit of the strikeouts. And the only other thing I would say is, is you know, you have a kid, the young kid who let off. Oh, man, his name is escaping me right now. Uh, long hair. Ah, shucks. Sorry about that. It's okay. But he, he gets in there, and he had been hitting the ball really well in that leadoff spot. And I thought, let's see what he does against SEC pitching. And he struggled all weekend in that leadoff spot. And I thought, if you know, that's sort of who sets the table for you, and that has to get a little bit better too. And I don't know where you go from there, but yeah, l- listen, two out of th- two out of three from Texas A&M ain't bad, you know. So uh, Tennessee lost all three of their games, and they're supposed to be really good. So SEC competition is going to be just a little bit of a different world, and uh, we're going to have to expect some of this stuff to happen, but. It was tough to see them playing the way they had been playing and the opportunity to sweep it because I really thought on Sunday they kind of let one get away from them. That's what's tough. And the fact that it's Texas A&M, right? I mean, you, know, you just want to sweep Texas A&M more than any other team in the SEC. That's who I would like to see sweep, and unfortunately it didn't happen. Paxton Kling, by the way, is the gentleman that struggled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about this. Um, is we have been seeing reports in the last couple of days that Cam Newton is trying to make a resurgence in the NFL at age 33. He threw at Auburn's pro day. Look, man, I, I understand that it's hard for some of these guys to let go sometimes. Playing and competing is all they know, but Cam Newton went on an expletive-filled tirade about how there ain't 32 bleeping bleepins who are better than him and how he thinks he's still a starting quarterback and there's nothing left in that can of juice, right? Like all the juice is squeezed out of the orange, right? Like he hasn't been good for three, four, five years. What are we still doing, man? It doesn't matter what kind of person you are. You could be the nicest person on earth. You could be a saint. You could be the devil. You could be a person who's just in general, a loner, an aloof person. If you can play the quarterback position, you're going to be playing. You would have been on somebody's roster. I know what kind of person I think Cam Newton is, so, and, and I'm not going to go into that too much. If you can play, you would have been on a roster. That's the bottom line, and he wasn't. If you can play, there is a place for you in NFL. They will sell their soul to get somebody who can play. So, one, that tells you a little bit about whether he could play or not. Second, him going to a college workout, to me, is wrong simply because it's not made for you. Yep. If you want to get a workout, get you an agent and let your agent go beg, you know, do whatever he has to do for you to get in front of this team to work out. But don't go to a college and work out. I mean, pretty soon our, you know, our 
workouts that each of these universities pull off is going to, excuse me, get really diluted by all of these other people, you know, and I don't know. It, it, it's just sort of crazy for me. Next thing you know, we're going to be hearing that LSU is going to have a workout for, you know, potential guys going to NFL and Jamarcus Russell's going to show up, you know, and get in on it. So, nah, you listen, he, and, and I'm, not, I, I'm not quite sure his age, but I'd have to believe this is a done deal and what are you doing? And But then again, you know, there are those people, it's got to be about them, right? You know, so Casey, I think he's, He's kind of like, hey, I haven't been in the spotlight very much. Let me put myself in the spotlight. We're talking about him, so I guess he is. You know, I did a segment on this earlier in the show, and you echoed beautifully exactly what I said. You know, he's trying to make something that should be about the 21-year-old kids who've never had a shot, trying to make that about them, and I think that's a shame. I think it's shameful, and I hope he doesn't get another opportunity just based on how he's handling that. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about this. Boy... You know, I'm a big baseball guy to begin with, but just in general, I'm also a big USA guy. Like, if the United States is competing in jumping jacks against another country and it's on TV, I'm going to at least peek and see what's going on because I like national and international competition. The World Baseball Classic, to me, has showed me pretty loudly that what we lack in the MLB, and people are always trying to figure out ways to make the MLB more exciting, and they're trying to speed up the game, whatever it may be, I don't think that it's a time of the game thing that we're lacking. What we're lacking is that pride and that enthusiasm because, look, I have watched the WBC and I have been glued to it. The crowds have been wild. The players have been competing hard. I thought the United States really wasn't all that into it until the last couple of games when they have even gotten uh, in, in tune with the party and they've been rocking and rolling. They've got a chance to win it tonight. So I think that this whole tournament has answered a lot of questions and that I don't think that the way to fix baseball is to make a three-hour game two hours and 52 minutes. I think it's how do we get that enthusiasm that we're seeing right now over a long and tedious season because that's been some fun baseball to watch over the last couple of days, man. I also think when you condense something and it's not yep. drawn out over time, it attracts you a little bit more. I think, you know, even college football, when you have a Wednesday night game, then a Thursday night game, then a Friday night game, then a bunch of games on Saturday, it's sort of, you know, it's not like when I was a kid, we couldn't wait for Saturday morning at 11 o'clock for NCAA football to start. And then by the time you were finished on a Friday, uh, you know, with the late game, that was it. That was your window. So it sort of condensed things to where it was more interesting for you. I think that's what this does a little bit. I agree with you 100% that there's a sense of pride. I think the sense of pride even is elevated a little bit because as you and I spoke a few weeks ago, it's a situation where we didn't think the United States could win this thing because these other countries are so dedicated to baseball. And so, that, I mean, that's their, you know, we talk about our national pastime. It's become their, not national pastime, it's their everything. So we thought probably as early as two weeks ago that there was no way, you know, the United States would probably end up in a championship game. And here you are where you're just making a run and you're playing well. So, of course, we're really excited. And truthfully, if this would have been at the end of the Major League Baseball season, like let's assume baseball just ended with the World Series, and then they would have done this, I don't think the interest would have been there 
like it is leading into the you know MLB season. I think that has a little bit to do with it too. That everybody's really excited that baseball's about to get started. We've gotten a little taste with collegiate ball, so uh, the timing is just right for everything. And to think that you know you might have the matchup with Japan and the United States, where you know uh, I, I, obviously there'll only be one or two Japanese we know, but the one we do know, the big guy might be on the mound, you know, or something like that. So, yeah, it's all intriguing to us for sure. And uh, the buzz about it has really caught on. Everybody across the country is so excited about it. And I think that makes other people excited. So uh, it's probably as fun a time as we're going to have until we get around the World Series at the end of the Major League Baseball season. You know what's interesting, and I'm going to ask you about the LSU women's basketball team in just a second, but one more quick thought on the WBC is that we're talking about how exciting it is and how enthused everybody is. There's probably only one group of people that are not excited about this, and that's the brain trust with the Los Angeles Angels because they're looking and seeing Mike Trout lead a team to the finals. They're looking and seeing Otani lead a team to the finals. They're on the same MLB team, and they go 70-92 and 92 every year. Like, what are the Angels doing? They look worse than ever now. Yeah, but if they're looking at it from putting money in their pocket, this could be a good thing. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of buzz around Trout and Otani that I think will draw people when they're on the road this year, when they're at home, obviously. Uh, you know they're going to be all-stars. I think, you know, again, I, that that's my big question with franchises on the professional level is, is are you doing this to be competitive on the field? Or are you doing this to be competitive in the pocketbook? And I think there are a lot of them, a lot of owners, that would sacrifice what's happening on the field. Heck, just look at a, oh, <laughs> one of my favorite movies, Major League. You know, I mean, that was an owner who just was trying to kind of line their pockets and could care less what the Indians were doing on the field. That being said, uh, there's a lot going on good for the Angels, along with, I'm sure, a lot of owners – who are sitting back really nervous about, you know, one of their guys getting hurt. We've already had two that sort of been dinged up. I'm sure the Astros are not too crazy about what happened to Altuve. On the other hand, I think that there are a lot of people that are like, you know what, it's baseball, it was going to happen. You know, whether Diaz jumped up and down in his backyard or jumped up and down celebrating a win, it's going to happen. So, it's been fun. It's been fun. Actually, I wasn't on board when the things first started, and now as time has gone on, of course, I guess that's because the United States has been winning of recent. I've kind of gotten on board with it. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Let's talk about the LSU women's basketball team and, and NCAA women's March Madness for a second. I really think that the people that selected these brackets undervalued the SEC. LSU only lost two regular season games. And it was to two teams who were both still remaining in the tournament, but somehow, some way, they were a three seed and weren't seeded better. Now their bracket lines up beautifully. The number one seed lost last night, so they may be the favorites to make it to the final four. They've got a matchup with Utah coming on up next. You look at common opponents: LSU beat Oregon State by thirty. Utah beat Oregon State in overtime. You know, LSU beat Ole Miss by nine. Utah beat Ole Miss by two. And I know that that's not the end all. But it is a very winnable game for LSU. The top of the bracket, there's no one seeded better than them. Kim Mulkey, I know she said right when the tournament started, hey, stop talking about the Final Four. Like, we're not supposed to make it to the Final Four. Well, Co- Coach Mulkey, you have the best betting odds right now of anybody in your bracket to make it there. 
And uh, curious to see if LSU could punch that ticket forward in the next in the next couple of days. Yeah, and listen, this is not a common opponent, but Utah had to struggle at its mightiest to beat Princeton to even be playing LSU right now. That was a really close competitive game. Not quite sure where they played that one at, but all that being said, I would imagine in the Utah area, all of that being said, man, I, you just have to look at what Kim Mulkey's doing and just be sort of in awe of everything because it's uh, it's pretty amazing. And I think that game against Utah is probably the biggest one in the whole tournament for LSU. And I know you're saying, well, wait a minute. If they get to the Final Four, they got some you know, more fish to fry. I get it, but... I'm kind of like her. You get to a point where it's icing on the cake, right? You know, it's like, okay, this what you know, uh, we wasn't supposed to be here. But if you beat Utah, you're probably going to play Miami, I guess, next. If you beat Miami, uh, you're going to the Final Four, and that is something that nobody expected, and uh, it kind of sets the table for what's coming up. She's going to get to the point where she's going to set all LSU fans' expectations so high She'll never be able to live up to it. Just never. I mean, in two years, it's way beyond what any of us would have thought. So, uh, but that's a good thing. I, I think you and I think the same on LSU. We have one flagship university in Louisiana. We have such a great ratio of athletes to our population in Louisiana that, that to me, and I will always say this, to me, and, and this is having going to a mid-major school in Louisiana and seeing the differences. If if LSU is not competitive in every sport for a national championship, something ain't right. You know, I'm not saying you got to win it every year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even saying you got to win it every five years. But just to be in that position, if you're not in that position, if you're under 500 at LSU, something's way wrong, and I don't care what the sport is. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that, man. I certainly agree with you on that one. Um, so, yeah, Stan, we thank you so much for the time, man. We will look forward to chatting again on Saturday, and uh, hope you have a great week, buddy. Thank you. Hope everybody does, too, and uh, go out and enjoy some high school baseball, softball, or track and field this week. No doubt about it, man. Have a good one. That is Stan Gravois doing an excellent job, as always. We thank him so much for the time. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to – Pretty much wrap up. We're going to go over the headlines, get you some betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Ragin' Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in Southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide healthcare for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here with the new Living Lucky with Luke Combs Scratch-Off. It's your exclusive opportunity to win the Living Lucky with Luke Combs prize package. 
You'll join me in Nashville for a private concert at the Ryman Auditorium in 2024, where one lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with $500,000. When it rains, it pours for lottery players who enter to win the chance of a lifetime. Play Living Lucky with Luke Combs from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. And now it's time for March Cashness from the Louisiana Lottery. Introducing Cash Crush, where you could win up to $6,000. It's sure to be a smash hit. Next up, double your winnings with double dollars. Win up to $20,000. And the captain, give it up for Casino Crossword. Top prize, $30,000. Play the March Cashness scratch-offs from the lottery, giving you a reason to smile. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Performance Automotive and Accessories would like to wish the South LaFouche baseball team the best of luck in their 2023 season. Performance Automotive and Accessories is your stop for lifts, rims, tires, and all your mechanical and maintenance needs. So stop by today and visit them at 13161 Highway 3235 on the back road or give them a call at 798-7467. That's Performance Automotive and Accessories saying, Go Tarpons, let's have a great season. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and cutoff on the back road. 325-1000. Price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. One more segment here on Play by Play. I'm going to do something here. I'm actually stealing this from another podcast, so bear with me. But I'm going to start doing this every day at the end of the show. It's going to be the same thing as my betting picks. I'm going to do it at the end of every show. I'm going to spend one minute every day. And I'm going to time it. Like, I literally got a timer in my hand. I'm going to spend one minute every day 
telling you guys something that I'm thankful for and that I'm grateful for because I really believe that sometimes in, in life that we get moving so fast. And I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody, man. Like, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Um, that we get moving so fast that we forget to think about and we forget to look back fondly on upon some of the amazing things that we have going for us and some of the amazing blessings that we have. So not to get too cheesy, not to get too cliche. Sometimes some of these things are going to be tongue-in-cheek. <clears throat> but there are some things that I'm certainly thankful for and some people that I want to shout out and some attaboys. So, <clears throat> excuse me, let's make it happen. The, the, I'm thankful for um, the opportunity to do what I do every day. Um, man, I wake up and comb through emails and post a couple of things on the newspaper website. Then I get out of bed, get dressed, eat a little breakfast, whatever it may be. Then I come here and I talk about sports for 90 minutes. And I talk about sports with an engaged audience that is texting me throughout the show and our podcast numbers are up. And like, this has been something that I've wanted to do like forever, forever and ever. This is something that I've always wanted to do. So to our listening audience, I am extremely grateful to our sponsor audience. Uh, Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, Golden Motors, Reggie Leday, candidate for Great Little Foodsport Commission CE. I'm extremely grateful. I'm extremely proud to be able to do what we do. And my first gratitude minute, I guess I'll call it here, just, just to everybody that listens to Play by Play every day, you guys are appreciated so, so much more than what I could ever illustrate in a one-minute uh, piece of information. Um, today, uh, there's a lot of high school baseball and a lot of high school softball. People are taking advantage of the uh, great weather. Tuesday schedule is usually always busy. There's going to be a lot going on. Uh, so can't wait tomorrow to break down the results of those games and let you know who won, who lost, everything in between. Can't wait to see how that all shakes out. Can't wait to you know break all that down and get everything for you that we need to uh, to, to make tomorrow's show great. Tomorrow we're going to have Taylor. We're going to have our mailbag. We're going to have a loaded scoreboard. I'm going to try to get some coaches on. <clears throat> so we should have a whole lot of fun. The NCAA tournament starts back on Thursday. Tomorrow's show will also kind of break down some of those Sweet 16 matchups. The Atlanta Braves, there are a lot of Brave fans that are listening. Um, a lot of Brave fans in, or Braves fans in Louisiana. Um, Atlanta has chosen their shortstop for the upcoming season. Vaughn Grissom is or has been sent down to the minor leagues. So Orlando Arcia will be the opening day shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. <clears throat> such a predictable and such a disappointing move for Atlanta. They let Dansby Swanson walk, and then their general manager, who is a proven liar, Alex Anthropoulos, oh, we're going to have somebody. We're going we're to get a veteran. We're gonna, No, you're going to get Orlando Arcia, who's terrible, who's proven over and over and over again that he's not capable of being an everyday infielder. That's who it's going to be because your front office is unwilling to spend money despite having the number one attendance in the sport, despite having the largest single attendance in all of baseball last year. You're making money hand over fist. You're not willing to spend, <clears throat> which whatever, it is what it is, right? It's not my money. But what grates my nerves about the Braves is that Anthropolis will get up there and say they're going to spend money, and then they just don't. Oh, and, oh, and here's his his biggest thing, right? He gets up there. The next time he does a press conference, he'll say something along the lines of, oh, we were really co close on a trade that would have involved us taking on a bunch of salary, but, but it just fell through at the last minute. 
There have been so many instances of that. Things that have fallen through at the last minute. Give me a break, dude. The front office is cheap. The front office has been cheap since Ted Turner sold the team. RC is going to be the shortstop for about a month and a half. He's going to be hitting below 200. You're going to have to bring up Vaughn Grissom. His defense isn't going to be any good. And shortstop is going to be a problem area all season long until the trade deadline when you have to overpay to get an average one and you're going to give up prospects that you could have used in the future all to try to fix a problem that you wouldn't have had if your front, or if your front office would be willing to spend the mountains of money that they make every year. Can you tell that I'm a little bit disgruntled with my professional baseball franchise that I root for? It's been a rough offseason. Um, <clears throat> but, hey, they, no, they're so quick to tell you, oh, we've got Ronald Acuna on a big, cheap deal. That, that's great. Yeah, that is great. So that means you should go and splurge somewhere else to make up for it. But, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Betting picks for today. The Pelicans have a must-win game today. You're at home against San Antonio. If you lose at home to the Spurs – Go home, pack up the tent like it's all over. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not touching the game. I was just letting you know that they're at home today against the Spurs. I do like over 218.5 for the Nets and the Cavs. I think that one's going to get up and down. I think there will be some points scored in that one. In the World Baseball Classic, I like the Americans. Minus 140 money line against the Japanese. I think there's too much Major League talent on that American side. I think that the United States is going to find a way to get the win. Tonight in the NBA, I like a little parlay where I'm taking the Hawks, I'm taking the Pelicans, and I'm spicing that up a little bit by taking the Clippers at home. That gives you some minus 145 odds. I think two of the three are freebies, so you're basically just betting on the Clippers with one at minus 145 odds. I like that parlay, and I think that that'll be something that could potentially hold some value. Thanks to everybody for listening. Today was a good show. Thanks to Stan. Thanks to Jamie Delahousse. Hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Hope that you guys take advantage of all the great weather and everything that the, the area has to offer. Casey Jiskler wrapping up. Hope that you guys have a wonderful day. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Adios. Should have known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? Gave you all I had.